What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. It really helps us out a lot and it's much appreciated. But anyways, on this week's episode, we chat with New Zealand's Hayden McCormick. Hayden just completed Badlands with Lachlan Morton, but we chat about Hayden pretty much deciding to do this race last minute, having to grab all the gear, the trackers, the bags, everything last minute. But anyways, quit listening to me chat about it and let's just dive into the episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm sitting here with Hayden McCormick. Um, he's currently in Girona, Spain. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel a bit bad because I'm actually like late to the Zoom call. Oh, dude. But well, see, like, like <laughs> well, you're the one. You're the one doing me a favor. So it's like you're the talent, you know. Like it's just like you're fashionably late. You're like the Instagram model that shows up late to our shoot. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like out on the mountain bike before. I actually did the uh, like sea otter course. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I got something gone today, but like, don't know what it is. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you put nothing on. You never have anything gone. And then I got back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I'm glad that you jumped on. And and yeah, let's just like dive into like how the virus has been for you. I mean, I guess you guys in Europe are getting, you guys have curfew and stuff, but. Let's let's kind of dive into like what trainings look like. I mean, I, I saw you on a video with Lachlan Morton doing Badlands, like that looked pretty dope. So let's just dive in. Like, what's going on right now for 2020 for Hayden? Um, yeah, you're well. This last week, it, I feel like it's um kind of gone to that next level of like stuff's actually becoming a problem now. Like for me personally, rather than just sort of like the the pandemic itself so oh shit we have to be um the curfews 10 p.m till 6 a.m yeah so um yeah obviously you have to be at your house for that and then uh restaurants and cafes are closed or doing takeaway mm-hmm. um so that's kind of like i mean that's not a huge problem but like yeah <laughs> it's like a very first world problem you know but very, kind of very like, first world yeah yeah and then um, also just from yesterday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, it's kind of like a lockdown. So yeah. you're not meant to ride. Um, I think it's like in your town zone, which is like more or less 5K. Jeez. Um, but I've kind of been like sneaking out in the bush. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I heard like early on, I think Taylor Finney was like almost got, like he got warned for riding out of his zone. And yeah, I mean, it's a hard one with these pandemics because it's like, yeah, you have to have rules for like the vast majority of people, which are actually obviously good. But then it's like common sense just doesn't come into it. So it's like when you're in the bush, it's like you're literally by yourself or with one other in fresh air for like four hours and you don't see a human. But it's like at the same time, you're allowed to walk around town in a group of six, you know, oh, so man. it's like. It's kind of annoying that you're sort of breaking a rule, but it's like, wow. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully no Spanish police really listen to this and they like come raging. <laughs> just like break. Yeah, I don't Because I feel like, be I feel like with some of these things, they take, they take certain things a little too seriously. Like, you know, I'll get buzzed by a car all day, but if I like so much as roll a stop sign here in the States, like I'll have a cop straight at my ass, like just grilling me out. Yeah. So, so yeah. Or you I, I could, that classic guy that like, or just like, He'll, he'll look on your Strava and see like 
you've been writing just how just like blow you up on social media (laughs) oh yeah no we've had we've had some of that you don't even live in this country like stay out of it oh man well i bet it's even worse for you guys because i mean you guys are you know at the top of the ranks and so you got tons of masters dudes following you and then you have trolls also following you you're meant to be a role model yeah (laughs) so so anyways so let's dive into it dude so like it's starting to get a bit grim for 2020 what's uh what's it kind of looking like i guess going into you know 2021 like any teams anything cool going on um because man i feel like i feel like you're so underrated man like i just like looked up your wikipedia and i know you just from like word of mouth and just watching and reading and like i'm a huge fan of like the oceanic scene for like time trialing and all that kind of stuff, the Commonwealth Games, and like diving into that. But like, I look, I look at your stuff. I mean, first the King of the Mountains classification of Tour of Utah, third in the national championship time trial. Uh, what was that behind? Uh, what well, I know, Hamish. What was it? Two thousand nineteen. Hamish didn't win, so that's second for Hamish. And then who won? I think Patrick Bevan won. There you go. Yeah. So you're you're behind two dudes who are pretty legit. Um, I don't know where. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Like it's. It's a weird sport in the fact that, like, like, um, sorry, you mentioned like the King of the Mountain, that and that kind of like only came about because like Chris Harper was like had like low iron and stuff, and like basically it checked out of the race, so it was kind of like a free for all. And then so it's like it's a weird sport in the fact that like I went in like the same as if I was riding for Chris or myself, you know? Yeah. And then. Just if you take this path, you can get a result or this path and you've just like, no one's noticed, but you're still the same, the same person. Yeah. And I think the hard thing in cycling is getting recognized for like, um, I guess being a teammate and that sort of, I guess, story of my life a little bit. Like, um, like when I first came over to Europe and went to Lotto, I had like a super good year. Um, but I was kind of too like naive to even realize, you know, like yeah. I remember when I turned up, I was like, fuck, you got to win like five races, man. Like, go for <laughs> like all this shit. Yeah. And now I look back, I'm like, man, you were good that year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just didn't really know. And um, in the second year, um, this is kind of just an example of how the years can fly by. But the second year, I, I was like, right, like I'm going to do it this year. Like quit the track team, like full focus. <laughs> and I went shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of like that was the big mistake was like leaving the track team because I lost like that support and all my friends like because yeah. I was living with them and I kind of and you like, were just gonna just go full thing. bore roadie right and that was yeah cool. and I was like to the point like sometimes I'd be getting like trains to the race yeah like which looking back is just come on um and then yeah and then another shit yeah the third year but then like yeah it was all looking pretty good with one pro. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, obviously, like, that was a sick year that first year. It was actually, like, super fun. Um, And I was doing, like, the teammate thing there. And then, obviously, like, the sponsors and stuff. Um, That sort of checked out, like, late December that year. Um, And then, yeah. And then it's sort of, like, it's crazy to think, like, yeah, looking back how just fast the years can go. Um, But, yeah, it's it's kind of a funny sport because you can – be a good teammate all year and then it's like oh shit i need to find a team like what results do you have and you're like well kind of nothing but like i was super good this day but like yeah. 
like, what am I going to write down? Like, oh, my teammate won. And I was like, 80th, but I was the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it's kind of a weird sport for, for that. Um, well, unless you're like a, what? Like, I mean, I guess nowadays, unless you're like a Michael Morkoff or a Daniel Oss. Yeah. Even then, like Daniel Oss is not getting the credit he deserves right now. Um, cause it's oh, like, there's, there's so many guys that are like super underrated for their job. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like, you just have to accept that that cycling like it used to it used to crack me so so much like yeah to the point i was like stressed about it and now i'm just like well like they ever want me or they don't like yeah. i can't there's nothing i can do about it for sure, um, for sure but i guess what's most frustrating was like even like this year because like the last sort of four years i've always had like back issues mm-hmm. like and i never really thought they were that much of a problem but just like to the point like my back would just get tired and I just have no power. And that was all that was even like at Utah. Like I just go for the medium days because I know like I can get through with the back. And then the big mountain days it's like the back would go and I'd just be like oh, too much. Yeah. Um but now I've got that sorted. So like um yeah I feel like I've gone up like ten different levels. Um but then sort of like with COVID this year I haven't been after do anything but i've taken like quite a lot of confidence from that going into next year and like all my power numbers and everything are like right up there so well a lot better than they were so right um yeah fingers crossed for for next year right whatever that so, so so is that was that black spoke is coming back for next year is that the deal uh, or is it kind of like you're in the talks with just kind of everybody and anybody just kind of hope something works yeah out i mean yeah like i think Chances are I end up in Black Spoke. Yeah. But, like, obviously, I'm, I'm open to, to other options. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, that makes sense. I mean, I think, I think even Black Spoke would understand that. Um, so let's kind of dive into uh, Badlands, which is kind of what kind of turned me back on to you, man. Because, like, I, I knew of you. I've, I've known about you. Um, but then I think it's insane all these racers that are just like, oh, it's 2020. I still need to ride. Um, let's do something crazy. So when, how did that decision come about? When did you decide to do that? Why did you decide to do that? And how underprepared were you for that? Because I know you could ride the mileage. I know you could ride the Ks. But like, there's so much that comes into it just with the uh, packing and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually really funny because I was just um, like, I had zero ambition to like, I actually put my hand up and say it like last year, especially I just say these guys are idiots. Like it's just yeah, for people for sure. that, like it's for people that can't ride fast and a shit yeah. and they just like they're just gonna do something no one else wants to do just to get a bit of recognition. Yeah. And, and I it, like, it kind of like was definitely one of them guys. <laughs> and I would be in I would argue with it, it it was kinda like that in a way. Yeah. Like there was guys who had the mental capacity to just out last somebody on the bike and i mean the yeah. chafing and every like they were willing to fucking bleed in their chamois to yeah. get across the line and, and it's one of those things like anyone can actually do one if they're just willing to like keep riding yeah do you know what i mean whereas oh like, yeah like no not everyone can race because they just they just dropped and they're they're out for sure so yeah how it came about was like i was just training with like Lockie and he was just going on about his gravel race and I just like switch off when he said it was like 750 <laughs> k. So yeah. I wasn't really, he just, he, he just sort of mentioned it a couple of times and I was like, oh, sweet, that's cool. Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. And um, then my friend Dave Smith, who lives here, 
he um he had like a saddle sore so he hadn't been training and he's like oh i've got this like i'm gutted i can't do this badlands thing and i'm like what the hell is that i'm like oh i think that's like what lockie's been on about but like i'm not sure and then dave's just like oh you should do it man and i'm like oh yeah when is it and he's like oh it's in like four days i'm like oh yeah i'll do it just kind of like joking yeah like and you know he just sent me this email and he's like yeah the organizer's like change the name you're in and i was like fucking hell like shit yeah <laughs> and then so i um i was like oh, i don't want to do it and then i was like well like why not you know yeah like, i've got nothing else on so i just went and rented a bike and just like went around town like borrowing stuff off people for like three days like bags and everything yeah yeah just like not like having no idea what to take um and like how much food or just i had no idea and like i'm always getting lost as well man like so for me this thing was like a problem yeah like and, and like the longest ride i'd ever done was like 200ks like 220ks and what was the so total in this it was like it's gonna be like it was kind of like i was entering the unknown and like yeah. like i booked the flight home for like the thursday or whatever it was and i was just like i'm just not gonna book one because like i don't know when i'm gonna be back <laughs> and, um, yeah so yeah i went to badlands and um it was actually kind of nice because it was like because you organize everything yourself it was kind yeah. of like um you didn't have some like annoying meeting with the DS and the team that night. Like you just run your own show. So I just sort of like, oh, we want to go to this restaurant or like we'll go to the supermarket and get this and that. And you could eat what you want, do what you want. It was kind of just refreshing. And then it was like, also like the more you prepare, like that's just going to help you rather yeah. than like some guy telling you what to do sort of thing. And, um, yeah, so <laughs> I didn't even have like the proper maps on my garment. Yeah. Like, I was so unprepared. Oh, and um, yeah, so that's sort of how it came about doing it. Um, and then it was just a ride. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, how many up and downs did you have? Because I feel like, I think like the longest trip I've done was probably close to like 360K. And I rode. I think it was more than that. It was actually 500k. Yeah, it was 500k's, and I, I rode, and I didn't really realize how many ups and downs you have. Like, mm. at like hour six, you like start to crack, and you're just like, "Fuck me!" Like, I'm not even halfway in. Yeah. And then, and then hour like nine, you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm back at it." And then the last long haul, you start to crack. So, how many ups and downs did you have? Because I mean, what is it like? It's like 2,000 miles or something like that, right? um i did a bit extra <laughs> so it was yeah. like i think for me it was like 740k and like sixteen thousand meters of climbing jesus bearing, bearing in mind like your bike's like 100 kilo yeah but it was it's kind of like that classic thing like like when you're in the on the mountain bike and you're like you can you know when you're just in one of those moods and you're like fully cracked and you're like walking your bike or something and then like five minutes down the road you can like ride the rest and then you're at the at the shop and you're like totally fine when you're at the shop and you're like i don't really know what i was worried about back there yeah but um yeah with badlands like i guess you kind of form what you think it's going to be in your head like because it's just the unknown yeah and um so you have like your worries like 
like my big concern was my biggest concern was actually just getting lost and um <laughs> when we started the race it was like we're in this group for a while and i was just like I, my maps weren't even working like i didn't even i didn't have maps i said this prayer trial but that wasn't even on and i was just like well i just can't get dropped because i don't know where i'm going yeah. so i was like for like eight hours i think i was with Lockie, just like 200 meters behind him just like i think he went right there <laughs> you know but like like you got to understand it's like fully like um i mean you're, you're going down stuff you wouldn't believe you're going down like you'd be like, there's no way the course goes here and it does yeah like you'd be on the beach or like some yeah, it's just crazy so anyway that was like a big concern and um i kind of got the maps sorted to like a rideable state as in like i actually had the correct map after like god knows how long that's why my ride was in too because i had to like try and reload this thing but basically um yeah my big concerns was like getting lost and also just like the lack of sleep yeah um and then did you see anything did you have any hallucinations or anything crazy yeah like um, oh, <laughs> so it was kind of like um like once once we got started and it was all fine and like the first like eight hours actually goes pretty quick as weird as that sounds because you just know you're, you're in a different mindset you just know it's going to be forever and um and it's kind of like you're almost um you're almost kind of at war and it's like the world the outside world's not a thing anymore and it's just like you've just got like all you have to do today is write a to b and that's yeah. it where, but you don't know where that a to b is going to be but so like the first day i like stayed with Lockie for probably like eight hours or something and i was just kind of like on my own and like doing my thing and like i had these <laughs> pretty shit lights that lasted like half the first night but you just go through this list of problems. So it'll be like, um, the first problem was like, oh, this 90K section of no water. So like your biggest problem is just like no water. And then Jeez. like, then you'll get to the town of water and then it's like, okay, now my problem's like, uh, I don't know how long my lights are gonna last. or I don't know how much food I've got or like, and you just kind of rotate depending on what's going on. So just um, a problem every like 90K or so. Like a big problem, just like if you run out of water. like it depends what it is yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i got through the first night and i was like planning on sleeping like three or four hours but i slept like an hour <laughs> actually i went to this hostel like in this random town and this dude just like opened the door like fully naked like this fat european just like <laughs> checking off at me and i was just like uh like i can't stay there but um yeah i slept like an he hour probably would have let you stay for free though man <laughs> yeah but i would have taken the, the opportunity man honestly <laughs> but um yeah the first night wasn't actually too bad i was kind of surprised myself just like fully rode through the night and just kind of like hiking random stuff just like hoping you're on course yeah um but yeah that was yeah getting the first day done was actually like pretty good um but then you go through like waves when you're like man like i literally can't ride anymore like i'm gonna have to stop for a sleep for 10 minutes like you just can't keep going and then you kind of just like push through for five minutes and you almost just like reset and you're like no i'm good now and you'll go for like another six hours before it hits you again jeez so it's kind of just like like that because like for a normal person like it's hard to understand how you can not sleep you know that's what i struggled with going into yeah. it but you could you just do it like your body just knows it has to um so it's, yeah, it's like, kind of like a fight or flight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like your body just knows it doesn't have a choice. Um, so would you do something like that again? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
the fun, the thing is when you when you're in it you're like when when stuff starts going wrong it's like it's super difficult it's like you just think like oh man like i don't want to do this anymore and blah 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 but then when you finish you're like on this like massive high for quite a while kind of like yeah. a week and you're just like really really appreciate everything just like oh my god a glass of water yeah. or like i can just sleep there and just all that kind of stuff you're just so like even food you're just so grateful and it's kind of sucks because after like a week it kind of runs out and you go back to being like a normal like just normal about everything so i think like i definitely want to do like i think you can't do too many but maybe like one or two a year would be cool but like definitely a different one because i think half the challenge is like just like doing a different one and not sort of knowing what you're in for yeah, so so you know the guy better than I do, but like, cause you train with him, rode with him, whatever, uh, Lachlan Morton. But it seems like it seems like those actually bring him fitness, and he does a fuck ton of them. Um, how do you think it did for you on the fitness side of things? Cause you already made the comment where he's like, I don't know if I could do two or three or more in a year. Hey guys, sorry for the brief interruption, but I just want to give a huge shout out to this week's sponsor, and that is Bike Hardcore. There's no reason to have a dirty bike, and honestly, Bike Hardcore is here to help you with that. They offer not only cleaning supplies for your bike, but they even offer the tools to get it done. So be sure to check them out at bikehardcore.com, and if you use code CROOM, that'll give you 10% discount off your first purchase. And they even have pumpkin spiced chain loop and it's fitting for the times and it's fitting for the season that we're in so be sure to check them out at bikehardcore.com and make sure you use code crew now back to the episode yeah like how do you feel um, like your fitness and form were like kind of after that uh, the first thing you have to understand is like Lockie's a freak yeah yeah like, i mean he's mental he's he seems normal. mental like yeah and he can probably get away with doing like definitely more than anyone else but yeah he's just and like i've never met someone who just genuinely enjoys riding his bike as much as him yeah like he really really just loves riding um because <laughs> like before it he's like to me man do, do you want to just ride home after this and i'm like bro no like <laughs> how long would that have been the ride home was like 1200k um jesus christ so it was longer than the race yeah, he, well, he, we were going to do it over a few days for his planning to, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm not about that. But um, yeah, <laughs> so he, he would definitely do a few more, but he was insane just for like, like with that race, like the last, um, the last ascents, like this mountain, and you're going like eight count hour, it takes about, I think it's like over six to eight hours. Jeez. And um, like when I started it, I started kind of at the perfect time. Um, but I remember I was like talking to my friend and I was like, yo, so I'm doing like eight can hour. Like, can you see where my dot is? Cause you have like a dot watcher. Um, and like how far I am from the top and like, how long do you think it would take me? And I just remember telling him, telling me a bit, like I've got five hours to go. I was like, bro, it's not possible. Like I've only got two Snickers. Like I'm done. Like I can't, I can't yeah. do that on two Snickers. And so I had to like steal this, um, steal this bread from these runners. Like, I felt real bad for it, but it's just like, you just got to do what you got to do, you know? Like, I wouldn't have it. <laughs> but what was insane was like, I got to the top and it was actually like pretty cold. Um, yeah. And it's like this, it's like a gravel climb to 3,200, I think. But like, Lockie, I found out Lockie did his at night, which is like, if you saw this climb, it's insane. And like, at the top's like, 
all this single track and if you get it wrong you're kind of like you're probably not going to come home <laughs> like you're just oh, off man. the side of this mountain yeah and um yeah he did his at night and did like he didn't even sleep for the whole um the whole thing like he had, i think he had 19 minutes off the bike um over like 42 hours and he like jet washed his bike in that time i'm like dude i have more than that on like my one hour spin yeah jeez. <laughs> but yeah he's he's insane and i think definitely for him um yeah like for the Giro, he's he's did a super good job for the team um and probably like yeah getting back into like a european stage race he's definitely uh definitely fit enough um but yeah for me it's 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 a hard one because you sort of don't know how much it takes out of you for a while because like you yeah. can have a bad day on the bike and you're like is that from that like crazy thing i did or am i just like having a bad day yeah but um yeah yeah no but that's that's insane man like, i think the the thing you have to understand with until is like you kind of don't do them to get fitness like you yeah know, i don't like think you, you can never, you never kind of thinking like oh man this is gonna make me good like at the next race it's kind of like you just do it to like see what comes because well, like i had this idea of like thinking like i had this idea like i'm gonna think about this in the race and that that in the race and blah 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 but in the end you actually just end up super busy with like your own problems at the time yeah whereas it's like like i had no chain loop man so i was using sunscreen and it just fully like corroded my chain because then I was just like thinking about that for ages and like just, just stuff like that. Um, so you don't actually have a lot of time to think like, oh, I wonder like if my house plant's alive <laughs> or like yeah. you just don't even think about it kind of stuff. Well, so it's, um, it's, and that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like with, with, um, with Lachlan, it, it seems like he need, he almost needs to do those big events for his mental like just for his like just to go clear his head like not to think like he's not thinking about the Giro. he's not thinking about any of that shit like he's literally just thinking about the ride in the current moment he's not even really thinking about the fkt or whatever like he's literally just and he he, he genuinely doesn't care about that kind of stuff like yeah he's definitely um like riding is like super good for his mental state you know like like all of us but um but it's on a it's different like level with him, though. Because, like, when you get back and you talk to, like, your average cyclist, they'll be like, oh, was there, like, how much prize money did you get for second? And you'll be like, oh, none. And they're like, what? There's no prize money? And you're like, no, that's, like, kind of missing the point of the whole... The whole event. Like, was there a yeah, prize money like, for first? Nah. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no, there's no, mo- like there's the no whole, money. You kind of, like, if you were doing it for the money, you just wouldn't... It's not... Like you wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's um yeah. And what's also cool was like the best part about it was like, um, because you have to dot watch it, we're like and we knew like the course was insane. Once I finished, we were just like, Oh, I wonder who's gonna like crest the mountain at night and there'll be like a few people doing it and you're just like feeling so bad for them. Yeah. Um but like the best part for me was like the next day when you'd had like a bit of a sleep and we could just like laugh about the course. Like there'd be like Cause like, we're kind of going through the same stuff. Um, but Lockie's phone cleared itself. So we didn't, we couldn't talk, but it'd be like, there was this one section for like 20 K when you're just like going into the beach and then out of the beach. And you're just like 
doing like a million watts through the sand or pushing your bike and you're like is this like am i on the course like surely like no one else is doing this and then like you finish with locker you'll be like oh, did you do the sand part i'm like yeah like do you reckon anyone else did it and then like <laughs> as soon as people start coming in like you can kind of like share the course with each other yeah which was like super super nice um but yeah it's it'd be one of those things like you do another one you just you just be like why did i do this like i forgot how terrible this was no but yeah then, once you finish it's like yeah it's really really good so did you take any time on did you have to take any time off the bike like for for a few days or how did um, it work lachlan was ready to ride home so i'm assuming he didn't take much time off he didn't take much time off <laughs> yeah i think we just mountain biked a lot after that ah uh, yeah just cruise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, so you actually you recover pretty quick actually it's more just sort of like yeah, you probably can't do like huge power for a while. Yeah. So this is one of those conversations that I've been having with a lot of athletes on the on the podcast where it's like, I mean, this year, this year, I think to be pro is either one or the other. It's either super nice or super shit. Cause like, like, I mean, for a guy like me, like, you know, I, my goal is team pursuit, the Olympic games, like that's what it was. We didn't make it yeah. to the Olympic games. So 2020 was already off to a rocky start for me like mentally right like it's like what a, you know i have no team i have nothing like to really train for like everybody's prepping for the games and then but to have that time to just kind of refresh like there was no pressure to go to an event there was no pressure to do anything and it like just to be home and not live out of a suitcase was nice so how's that yeah. kind of been for you like what do you think on that front um yeah totally and i think the people that struggle will be like um, people that are sort of uh, like mm, almost doing it more for a job rather than just like the love of cycling. Like I think yeah. one thing I've noticed this year is like um, how much others really enjoy cycling. Like yeah. even now, like I mean, I've got nothing going, but I did, I've, like last two days I've just done like five hours on the mountain bike. But no one's making me do that. Like, I just want to do that just for myself. Yeah. Um, so it's been kind of nice for sort of realizing, like, how much I really like cycling. Yeah. And it's almost like once you take away, like, uh, the worry about teams and whatever else, it's like, that's what's kind of cool about these um, ultras. It's like, those events are always there. Like, anyone can enter. You don't need to be pro. You can work full time. You can do what you want. So it's like, if you like cycling, you can do that. And you don't need to have a team. You don't need to have a sponsor. You can just do it. Yeah. It's kind of nice knowing that that's always there. But at the same time, like, like I've been watching um, some of the races, like, when I was watching the Giro, I was like, man, it would be a filthy day. And I'd be like, man, I missed that. Like, I really yeah. miss. As much as we complain about it, and, oh, man, got to go to Belgium, whatever. Like, there's definitely that element that everyone loves it. Like, well, yeah, it's, it's like... Surface, you know? the hotel the dinners after like it yeah. you know you kind of all come together and it's kind of i think it's kind of like what you and lachlan went through after badlands where it's just like you can sit down and be like dude you remember that section like it was nuts like where were yeah. you at that section you know and so i think i think that plays a huge part into that as well um but yeah man so i don't i don't want to keep you all day so i got i got a few more questions for you um but um you know one question I have for you is like, I guess, what's your thoughts, you know, now that you've done an event, cause 
you were kind of like me. I, I, I had that comment in, I guess in 2017, 2018, when gravel started to become big in America. And like, to me, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, these are just a bunch of dudes who can't like, can't race. They don't want to race. And they're wasting their time out here doing 300 mile yet. They'll go ride 300 miles, but yet they can't train for a bike race. And then you go do the event and you're just like, okay, all right, I'm out of my element. I'm in a different, different zone. Um, what's your kind of, what's your kind of thought process on a lot of these teams? So like EF, um, I guess is the only real team that's, that's doing it, but what's your thought? And I guess Trek was going to do it this year, but what's your thoughts on teams like doing that alternative or gravel calendar or bikepacking calendar? What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's like the Um, the future? I think racing is always going to be like, have its own place, you know, and it's what a lot of, there's like this whole group of people over here that are like racing. But then um, even on some of the videos, like I don't normally read comments much, but I had a look at the Badlands. Um, I just read a few of the comments and it'd be like, hey, like I have zero interest in pro cycling, but I love this, like what you're doing here. And um, so there's definitely two sides to it, but I think what Lockie doesn't get enough credit for maybe is sort of to do these events, but then still race at such a high level. Yeah. and I think it's great because it's bringing like a lot more awareness to some of these bikepacking races that that community knows about, but the whole cycling world doesn't and vice versa, you know, like I, I bet there's some like bikepackers now that are like, Hey, there's that guy that was in the race. Like he's, it's pretty cool. He's doing that. So it's, I think it's great for both of them. And, um, it's also cool just like to be like, I kind of rate someone that's just like an all round bike rider that can like race the mountain bike and then, go and do this race and do that um so yeah i think i think it is the way of the future actually yeah it'll be interesting to see yeah sort of whatever team i guess it's hard like you say with covid this year it's sort of hard to know but like the amount of people riding a bike now that can like you say gravel's just gone crazy um so yeah i hope so and like rides like um dirty cancer I saw they yeah. just changed your name today. What's it called now? Uh, what did it literally just change it? Was it like Unbound, I think is what it's Unbound, called? Yeah, Unbound. Yeah. I think rides like that that happen like every year, that it's only going to just keep growing because people are into it. And it's yeah. also super refreshing. Like, yeah, it, it is. And I did my first gravel race. Like, I guess that was my first race back after the World Cups. And, you know, you go from doing a, you know, four minute you know, effort to doing a eight hour effort and it's just a completely different mental capacity and uh that's the longest hundred miles i'd ever done in my life at that time um yeah it was like riding through peanut butter mud on a gravel bike and literally my bike almost i'm a big dude and my bike almost weighed as much as me but it was crazy because i was just like how the fuck did i end up here and then i'm like I'm going to be here next year. Like this What's so great too, I find about those ones is like, there'll be stuff you're like worried about at the start. Like, oh man, like lost a bit of time there. And yeah, yeah. As the event goes on, you're like, holy shit, that did not matter at all. Yeah, like <laughs> that fully, time did not matter. I'm fully like, just blown up now and I'm losing, I'm, I'm just hemorrhaging time everywhere. Like I'm losing hours now. It didn't matter. Yeah. So, but, and so my last question, so I never... A lot of podcasts, they'll send like free questions that they always ask, but I never send this question because I kind of want it to be authentic and a little bit on the spot. And maybe people will catch on to it if more people start listening to it. But I do this segment where essentially 
Um, I ask you if you could have a cup of coffee with one person, dead or alive, who would it be, and how would you take your coffee? Oof. Um, and if you don't want coffee, because like some people are like, oh, I'd like to have a, a scotch with insert name here, or I'd yeah. like to have a, a beer with insert name here, or I don't even drink coffee, so I'd like to have tea with whoever. Like, it could be probably like Muhammad Ali, I'd say. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So how would you take your coffee? I'd just copy him because I'd be yeah. I just like, copy him whenever he gets. It's like it's like nine a.m. and he's like, yeah, I'll take a beer, and he's like, I'll have a beer too. Yeah, no, nah, I, I mean, like I'm, I'm sort of like the mainstream flat white guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it'd be super interesting because I find, I find boxing super cool for the fact that like even if you win, you just know going and you're gonna get your head pummeled in. It's kind of like cycling. It's like this is gonna really hurt. Yeah, but, but anyway. Yeah, it's a, it is a funny thing, like, cause you know, that you mentioned that cause we were having this conversation about training and like somebody was asking me the other day, cause I was like, kind of like limping around and it was yeah. just cause like I've been doing these big blocks and they're like, you know, I thought you rode a bike for like, you know, health, you know, and quality. And I was like, yeah, but like, once you get to a certain point, like you start doing badlands, you start doing these big things. It's like, it's not health anymore. It's just like to see how far you can push the body without dying. I feel like yeah. boxing is that that upper echelon of just like, oh yeah, we do one to two of these a year. And we're yeah. literally going in knowing that we're gonna get our face win or lose, we're gonna get punched in the face. Yeah, that's a big misconception about professional sport. Like it's not good for you. It's like yeah. rugby players, you know, they're not it's not healthy. No way. Like yeah. healthy is like walking around the block or doing like an hour like spin at the gym. What we do is like stressful, hard work, and it's like Oh, we love it, but it's like, it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy at all. It's not healthy at all. Well, anyways, man, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate the conversation. Guys, I'll put the link in the description below for uh, Hayden's social media, as well as the Badlands documentary. Uh, other than that, thank you guys. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and cheers.